In the name of Jesus, amen. Now what does Thanksgiving look like? We may think of pilgrims and Indians at the first Thanksgiving. Edward Winslow, who was at the very first Thanksgiving at Plymouth in 1621, wrote this about that event. Our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four men on fowling, that so we might, after a special manner, rejoice together, after we had gathered the fruits of our labor. They four, the four that went fowling, in one day killed as much fowl, that is birds, as with a little help besides, that served the company almost a week. At which time, amongst our recreations, we exercised our arms, that means that they shot their guns, <laughs> many of the Indians coming amongst us, and among the rest, their greatest king Massasoit, uh, with some ninety men, whom for three days we entertained and feasted. And they went out, and they killed five deer, which we brought to the plantation and bestowed on our captain and others. And although it be not always so plentiful as it was at this time with us, yet by the goodness of God, we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty. This may be thanksgiving to us, what we have learned uh, from a young, young age. Or when we think of the first national, or we may think of the first national proclamation of thanksgiving, which was written by Samuel Adams. Uh, we know Samuel Adams now as a beer, but <laughs> he was actually a founding father of the United States. Uh, Samuel Adams uh, wrote and uh, George Washington proclaimed in 1777 a national day of thanksgiving in remembrance of a victory celebration. This read, It is therefore recommended to the legislative or executive powers of these United States to set apart Thursday, the 18th day of December, for solemn thanksgiving and praise that at one time and with one voice the good people may express the grateful feelings of their hearts, that they would consecrate themselves to the service of their divine benefactor, and that together with their sincere acknowledgments and offerings, they may join the penitent confession of their manifold sins, whereby they had forfeited every favor, and also acknowledging their humble and earnest supplication that it may please God through the merits of Jesus Christ that he would mercifully forgive and blot out all their transgressions, that it may please him to graciously afford his blessings on the governments of these states respectively and to prosper the public council of the whole. We also pray him to prosper the means of religion for the promotion and enlargement of that kingdom which consisteth in the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. 
It is amazing to, that the government of the United States put out that, that proclamation. Especially, I think it sounds a lot like our confession at the beginning of service. But we pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. And in that forgiveness, we are bold to ask for all good things. Or when we think of Thanksgiving, we may recall the proclamation of our 16th president of the United States in the year 1863, when our country was in the middle of the Civil War. Abraham Lincoln proclaimed, It has seemed to me fit and proper that the gracious gifts of the Most High God should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, I pray they do also, that is, the citizens of the United States, that they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience, that they would commend to his tender care all of those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged. And we pray that we would fervently employ, implore God's interpossession to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. Our, again, our nation's leaders uh, calling, upon God, uh, calling upon the citizens to give thanks to God. But most likely when you think of Thanksgiving, and this isn't bad either, but most likely when you think of Thanksgiving, you think of enjoying family and friends uh, with great feasts that include turkey, sweet potatoes, pumpkin pie. <laughs> and you probably think of migrating from the kitchen to the table, to the sofa, to watch the Detroit Lions lose again, <laughs> and then back to the table before calling it a day. This Thanksgiving tradition, it lacks a call to God for Thanksgiving, but it enjoys his gifts. And Thanksgiving, no matter how you slice it, is about partaking. It's about receiving the good gifts of God, whether we acknowledge where we got them or not. God certainly does give daily bread to everyone without our prayers. And we confess even to people who don't believe in him. And all good things that people gather around on Thanksgiving Day are gifts made possible because of his goodness and mercy, which is ultimately made known 
in his greatest act of love, his death for our sins, his death in our place. Last Sunday we read that Jesus is before all things, and in Jesus all things hold together. In him all the fullness of God is pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. All of the things that we enjoy on Thanksgiving, it is hard to wrap our minds around, but all of those things, they come from God the Father through God the Son, and ultimately through that work. Without God's cross, there is only wrath to know. Without him taking away sin, there is only punishment for sin. But that cross brings us peace with God, and it makes us able to receive all of those good things. In our gospel lesson, we see someone not only partaking of the good things from God, but we see that someone actually acknowledging these good things. It said with loud praises, loud praises to God as he fell at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, I think it's interesting. Now, Luke was acting as a historian, so Luke was interviewing people about events in Jesus' life. And I find it really interesting that the historian Luke writes from his interviews with eyewitnesses, that the one leper who returned, he gave thanks and he praised God with a loud voice. A loud voice. Think about that. The loudness of the praise must have been pretty loud if the loudness of it was worth noting. What kind of emotions and gratitude would have garnered this type of reaction? That he couldn't hold it in to a point where everybody thought, that is a loud voice. I really think that it is hard to imagine being this thankful when we have so much. Sometimes we just take for granted all that we have. I, I know I do. But this sermon is in no way about guilting us into being thankful, like the pilgrims, or like the young, the young United States, or like the country who is going through civil war, or even like this leper who returned to give thanks to Jesus. Because really, when you give thanks out of guilt, it's compulsory. And it's an action that springs from fear, not love. Rather, this Thanksgiving, we pray in the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer that God would lead us to realize his bountiful goodness that he freely gives to us so that we would receive this daily bread with thanksgiving. In our gospel, all ten were healed. All ten received God's goodness. One reflected on this goodness 
And it caused thanksgiving to spring forth. I pray that God would cause us to see just how much we need the things that he provides. I pray that he would lead us to realize that all of these things come to us through his son. And moreover, I pray that God, by his spirit, would cause us to see Jesus for who he is. He is the bread of life that sustains and strengthens our life. He is the living water that has freed us from our enemies, has washed, cleansed, and made us children of the Heavenly Father. Without Jesus, we perish eternally. With Jesus, with Jesus we have forgiveness of sins. We have life. We have salvation. We have all good things. Ponder his mercy, his grace, his love. This will lead you to repentant thanksgiving that loves and serves your neighbor because God in Christ first loved and served you. Thanksgiving has its beginnings not in our piety, but in the love of God. For without his love, there would be nothing to be thankful for. In the name of Jesus, we give thanks. Amen.